evening and welcome to Teachers Talk Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Sean McKay, and tonight we're going to be talking about teacher time. Where does all that time go to when we try to actually do things that we have to do? Join me on Teachers Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome this Friday evening to Teachers Talk Radio with Sean Mackay um, talking about teachers and time. Uh, where does all that time go? Um, so first of all, I'm going to start um, the same way I'm going to start pretty much every uh, programme from now on with any guest that I'm going to have. I'm going to talk about because this is a obviously a podcast, a radio show about um uh, reading and about writing and about oracy it's a literacy based and so therefore I'm going to start off by talking about my favorite book before we go on to teachers time always a good thing to have a, a list of books which people think are great I think so uh, just to start off with then just my favorite book the book that I always started with is uh, The Half Men of O by Morris G um, and it's a great story actually in terms of teaching because in year seven, Mr. Hanger, my English teacher, came in and dumped a load of books and said that we could have them. And what he did was then said, but you have to promise me that you'll read it. Um, and I took just literally the first book that came to hand, and it was The Halfman of Ode by Morris G. And I went home and started to read it. Not very much of a reader, obviously, an 11-year-old boy. I didn't really do that much reading, but I devoured it, and I came back the next day I literally read it in one evening um, and I came back told him what it was all about how kind of Nick Quinn and Susan go off into this make believe this world where all of the people are split apart and she's got to um, then come and kind of make them whole again um, and it wasn't until kind of like 45 years later that I actually realized that there were sequels so obviously um, nearer the my 50th birthday I've read the other three novels of them but if anyone wants to have that it's a very old book I don't know whether it's still in print or not but it's an absolute must I think I've certainly given a donation of one to my library um so let's get back then um to time teachers and time it's a a kind of topic which um I know it's a workload related and some of my kind of um colleagues on other radio shows have talked about workload but this tonight we're just going to talk about specifically kind of time and what teachers do and how much time we actually have to do all of the things that we're expected to do um because it seems that time or a lack of it is one of the biggest factors of workload um and I think that that's certainly one thing I found as a teacher and a middle leader as well um, is that there is doesn't seem to be enough time to actually do the things that you actually want to do it's possibly the most precious commodity um, going in terms of um, teacher um, 
workload and the things that we have to do. Um, and it became actually even more apparent, uh, certainly for me, as I was preparing for the show tonight. Um, and I started to think about all of the different things that we have to do as teachers. Um, so I got my um, trusty laptop out um, during one of my very precious frees. Um, and I started writing down all of the things that were expected to do um, in terms of, of um, our life as a teacher. Um, and gradually, as I started writing the list, I began to realise how much we do have to do. Uh, the list is 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 quite long and I was continuing to walk to, to go through the list. People were telling me other things that they might add to it. Um, and it was really, really interesting to think about some of the things to do. Um, but to start off with, one of the things that we talked about, my friends and I, as we were sitting in the staff room debating this, um, was about how relative time is. Um, so, for instance, um, let's take uh, one of the things that we have to do as teachers, which is um, uh, duties, uh, whether it's a lunch duty, whether it's a before school duty, whether it's a break duty. Um, and we were just comparing the time that you actually have. So some of the time that you actually have. Uh, so, for instance, at our school uh, break time lasts for 20 minutes. Um, and obviously, whether you spend that on break duty or whether you spend that in the staff room sitting and chatting to your friends, those 20 minutes are always going to be there. Um, and what we were finding quite amusing was, is that um, generally, <clears throat> excuse me, our consensus was that if you are not on duty and you walk into the staff room and you sit down um, and as soon as your kind of your bottom touches the seat, the bell goes and it's time to go back to teaching, or at least that's the way it seems. Um, and we were also saying that possibly by the time when you do a break duty, um, it's one of those um, time goes extremely slowly. It does feel almost like you can literally um, take all of your marking and all of your planning and all of the stuff you've got to do for the year and get it done in that one break duty because time just seems to drag. Um, so that was a bit of humour that we had as we were kind of um, debating time and trying to think about the amount of things that we have in terms of time, um, that, that kind of time is relative. Sometimes it goes really, really quickly. Other times it goes kind of incredibly slowly, depending on um, what you're doing. I mean, certainly I know that as teachers, you will all understand the fact that the last week of any term um, is possibly the longest week in the on the face of the earth because it literally goes the slowest you can possibly take it. Um, so let's get into then some of the things that I that we have to do in terms of teachers. Um, so I started writing this list and I'm going to read the list out in a minute of some of the things that we have to do as teachers. Um, and I thought about all of the things that we have to do and all the things that take time out of our kind of really busy lives. Um, and then I started to think, OK, then. so these are the things I've got. And please um, text in or uh, call in if you think that um, there is any more that I can add to this list, then please do kind of um, add to that and just kind of type it in. Uh, so first of all, a normal teacher then, even before I go on for my kind of leadership duties in terms of literacy, just in terms of a normal teacher, a normal teacher day, 
um, or week. We have, first of all, we have kind of meetings uh, that we have to go to. Um, and whether that is uh, department meetings or whether that's meetings with your head of department, whether that's a meeting with a senior leader, there are always meetings all the time. Um, there are break duties, uh, which I've just talked about a couple of seconds ago. Uh, one of the things um, that one of my friends talked about was uh, dead time. Um, that time between the end of the day and the start of meetings um, where you can't start anything uh, because uh, you're waiting for the meeting you don't have enough time but you can't go anywhere you're just waiting there um, briefings so things generally tend most teachers tend to have briefings uh, on a monday morning so and you might have briefings in departments i don't know um, then there is reading and responding to emails um, and making sure the amount of time it takes to do that. Um, and obviously, we'll go through these in a little bit more detail about how much time they actually take as we go along. Um, moving around school. So if your school is a really big site, I mean, our school um, is quite a big site. So moving to the different sites to actually teach different uh, classes. Um, I know that some teachers um, have their own room so that the kids, but then you've also got, the, you go back to that kind of dead time when you are looking at or waiting for the kids to come in. Um, the reduction of lunch times. Now, that's another thing that I'll talk about a little bit later um, is the terms of, of how lunch times have gone from quite long when I first started. I mean, we're talking 20 years ago now, um, all the way to, to what it's like now. Uh, you've got you have to do planning you've got to do assessment marking you've got book marking I mean they're two totally different things um, uh, you've got to kind of sit and create resources for lessons uh, you have tutor time and tutor time activities and making sure that you're up to date with the things that you've got to do for tutor time uh, you've got um, uh citizenship uh, or PSHCE as uh, for some schools um, and you've got to look at the resources for that you've got to put up displays you've got to create displays you've got to amend or kind of create schemes of work you've got to phone parents you've got to had any behavior points onto things like um, uh, CPOMs or SIMs you've got uh, performance management reviews you've got CPD parents evenings report writing covering lessons if you have to sometimes uh, interventions for things like for people for year 11s maybe year 13s there is driving to and from work there's photocopying enforcing rules during social times and in between lessons i mean the list is endless and it was it was really interesting as i was writing that list because the more i went on and the more things that got added to that list the more i realized the kind of the the the, the small amount of time we actually have i mean if you consider the fact that um most teachers probably get in to school possibly round about quarter to eight and leave round about four o'clock. That's not an awful lot of time. And obviously, we'll talk about how time encroaches onto our personal time when we get home and how um, teaching is one of those ones where having doing work at home is one of the things that you would it is a, is a is that something that you have to do. Um, and the only time I, I ever know um, 
any other kind of person or people that are earning that are directors of companies that take their work home with them, maybe quite high paid managers, especially if they're doing the amount of work that we do outside of the classroom. Um, so that was that was the things that obviously I, I thought about in terms of a normal teacher, um, just an average everyday teacher that doesn't have any responsibilities. Those are all of the things that they've got to do. And that's quite a big list um, considering the fact that we've also obviously the one thing I haven't put on there um, is teaching and that's what the majority of or allegedly the majority of the thing that we are supposed to be doing throughout the day uh, so all those things that I've talked about um, are things that we would have to do kind of outside the classroom area uh, in our own time in the time that we have during the school time but then I actually started thinking um, about uh, myself as a, as a middle leader, a literacy coordinator that, that coordinates um, curriculum access across the school and try to make sure. And as I said, it's quite a big school. There are 1,300 non uh, students at our place. There are um, years uh, 7 to 13. So and literacy um, has got to be for all of them. So then also on my additional responsibilities to add to the list of ever-growing things that I have to do, um, it's creating resources, uh, which we'll talk about what those resources are later when I'm coming to talk in more detail about the list that I've gone through, um, checking that staff are doing the things that I've set up uh, to make sure, go around, check to make sure they're doing them in tutor times and in lessons, um, any reading tests that people are doing, uh, do the photocopying for that, distributing the results uh, to staff, making sure they're collated, um, making sure the displays for literacy are up around school. Um, when we have class readers, ordering books for class readers, uh, running CPD sessions, uh, going to your line manager meetings, checking uh, the library and all the resources around reading to make sure that they're doing, um, monitoring any initiatives that I've started to ensure that they are working well and amending them um, to make sure that they are the optimal one that they can use uh, kind of helping staff who need it uh, any additional support that or responsibility for that um and then and all of those things have also got to come out of the same amount of time that we kind of generally have and it's quite hard when you think about it to kind of really start to wonder where you get the time from where does that time come from um and when we go through the list uh, in a few minutes, then we will go through each one and we'll look at how much time those things actually take. And, and some of them are, are, are literally, I think, quite pointless. Um, and I think some of the teachers that we have kind of are um, that I've talked to say that how kind of pointless some of the tasks that we have have, have got and, and kind of how we can save time. And then hopefully I'll also go through some of the things um, and some of the ways in which we can save time. And perhaps if you're listening, you can um, maybe text in and give me some of your examples of the way that you've saved time. Um, but obviously on top of all of the lists that we've done so far, uh, you also have your life um, so on top of all of the teaching stuff, all of the stuff that I've literally listed, and there was a lot of it, you also have life. You have kind of like um, interacting with your with your kids, if you have them, with your girlfriend, wife or husband, going out, trying to do hobbies or reading, finding time to sit down and just watch some TV or just breathe, maybe going out and actually doing some shopping, as well as all of the things that you've got to do kind of outside of teaching as well. And hopefully um, when we come back, we'll talk about how those things are actually going to work. So we'll be back in a few seconds. 
questions. Are you looking for lesson planning materials to kickstart the new term? We've got you covered. The Day is a global online resource that turns the news into lessons. We're offering listeners a free resource on Andrew Tate that you can find on thedaynews.co forward slash Tate. Inspire personal development and critical thinking for your students by downloading the Tate Debate today and feel more confident addressing sensitive topics with your class. Visit thedaynews.co forward slash Tate to find out more. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, publishing professional development books and resources to support great teaching and learning in schools around the world. Have you checked out their latest releases? Use the code JCTTR2324 for 20% off your order. Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. So, welcome back to Teachers Talk Radio. We're talking about time and the lack of it that teachers seem to have, the most precious commodity um, for all teachers. Um, so, a few minutes ago, then, I talked about the amount of things that we have to actually do in terms of our teaching, our routine day. Uh, and I'm going to go through some of them now because I think some of them um, are... Uh, some obviously some of them we have to do the assessment marking the book marking um, and some of the things that we have to do as well um, I don't think that um, especially people in government I don't think even consider the fact of how much time it actually takes to do these things um, now if we talk about so for instance one of the most one of the things I have to do a lot of uh, throughout the day is reading and responding to emails um, and it's it's constantly on the go I mean I I, I don't have any idea about uh, the rest of you out there in, in the kind of teacher world, but I um, have my emails also on my phone. Um, now, a lot of my friends have said that they don't have their emails on their phone because of the amount of emails that we got. I mean, but as a, as a, as a teacher, we regularly get quite a few emails and uh, some of them are things like um, filling in forms uh, because ex student has got things that they need to be talked about. Um, sometimes they are things like strategies that we've got to use for ex pupil. Um, which one do you do or how do you push these pupils? Can you respond to each one of these pupils for their targets? Uh, sometimes it's uh, things like uh, like children in need um, and finding out the things that they're going to do in terms of children in need. Um, it's um, you know, justify what you're doing for this student. Sometimes it's um, uh, minutes of meetings that you get and you have to go through them. But so there are so many things that you have to do in terms of emails. And each one of those takes time um, because not only do you have to figure out whether or not it's for you, you also have to read through if it is for you, find the students which you've got to respond to, then go back and go through all of the data that you've got on that student then you've got to respond to it and then you've got to check to make sure that you've done everything that you should do before sending it back and that's that is just one email um, and then there are obviously the <clears throat> excuse me the pointless ones uh, the ones that you get which are which um some lovely individual has decided to send out to the entire school because you know obviously they don't want to spend their time trying to find out um which staff members have got this particular student so therefore they just send it out to the entire staff and what that does is that means that 
um, I've then got to have a look at that and then find out that it's not for me. And there are times, obviously, because we as teachers have to, we know all of our students, but there are often times when you get an email and you think that name sounds familiar. And then you have to go and check to make sure, see whether or not that is your child. Uh, and if it isn't, then you obviously can get rid of it. And if it is, then you've got to to fill in the form or whatever it is that they've got to do. Um, and this is the thing about emails. I think that they, they, they come so often, um, and especially the ones, the generic ones where they come out, that it, it kind of it means that our time and the amount of time that we spend on emails is possibly far greater than they should be. Um, and I think perhaps that, especially when you get emails really late at night as well, I mean, um, obviously my typical day, uh, which I'll go through in a second, um, I'm up quite late because as an English teacher, um, and I'm, I'm absolutely sure that all of the English teachers out there will kind of um, empathise with this, that marking in terms of, um, English is possibly the longest job that we have to do. Uh, it takes up the majority of our time. And I'm sure that, that marking takes up the majority of lots of teachers' times. But unfortunately, uh, for an English teacher, because of the amount of writing that we have to go through, I mean, the, the amount of writing we have to look through, marking is one of the, it's, it's a huge workload burden and it takes up so much time. Um, and if we take, if we go, if we come to what we're doing at the minute, so for instance, at the minute, uh, most schools are looking at mock exams and, and PPEs um, and they're going through when you've got lots of um, year 11s who are, have gone through. And for, for me personally, um, our school has gone with a language paper two and also a, a Romeo Juliet essay. Um, now, I have two year 11 sets, which means that that mark load is going to be horrendous. Uh, I also have year 10s who have just done uh, um, some preparation themselves with language paper one. Um, and each one of those is um, kind of, there are five different questions in language papers. And each one of those, a child may have written anywhere between half a page and four pages. And so that that time that you spend marking is is kind of is huge. And if you've you've done that, and if you've kind of um, you've marked that stuff and then someone's asking for that, you've got to go then put all of that data onto um, whether or not it's Teams, whether or not it's an Excel spreadsheet, whether or not it's onto Sims. You've got to upload all of that stuff onto the system and then you've got to check to make sure whether or not that child is making the desired progress and then you've got to then uh, differentiate your your work your your work in order to make sure that that student is progressing and that's for each one of your children and each one of that takes kind of a long time um and this is the thing where why why kind of teachers say that time is the most precious commodity because everything everything kind of takes time now if we go through and if i go through my average day <coughs> excuse me um and then we can sort of see and hopefully um I probably am up <laughs> and uh, earlier than most people. So obviously I'm not I'm not saying that all teachers do this, but my day uh, is quite long. I mean, I get up generally tend to get up around about five o'clock just because I want to be prepared. Um, and generally I'm in and out of the shower by about half past five. Uh, and then you do the normal stuff. You get breakfast and everything like that. And after that, uh, generally um, my wife and I talk about the stuff that we're going to do at school. 
Um, so even though we're not doing school work, we are talking about the things that we are doing at school. So school is taking up the time that we have um, and it's kind of encroaching into our lives, every aspect of, of, of our lives. Uh, then obviously, um, because I want to make sure that everything's done and prepared, I generally tend to leave off for work about quarter to seven to get to school by about five past ten past seven in the morning. Um, and then after that, obviously, there's photocopying, making sure that all of my material practice tasks are prepared. And then I've got to um, hole punch them, which means going up to the English office. And that takes time. And then I've got to place them in the classrooms or the class. Um, the, the the two classrooms, whether or not it's year eleven at a different site, or year ten at another site, um, and then I've got to make sure that then all of my lessons are in the correct folders to make sure that they are ready for them for when I'm there. And then after that, uh, so for instance, on a Monday we'd have a briefing. Um, on a Thursday we have a briefing. Um, then we have teaching. So obviously then you teach during the days. Uh, um, myself, because I am, uh, I have a TLR means that I get leadership time. Um, I mean, that's been taken off of me at the minute because of a short staff shortage. So I have three frees uh, throughout the school day. Plus I have a 20 minute break um, and a half an hour lunch, uh, which means in total um, throughout the day, if I'm having a day where I don't have a free, then that means my total amount of time to myself is an hour in the morning, 50 minutes worth of break time. And then any time that I want to spend outside of school hours doing the things that I've got to do, um, which isn't an awful lot. I mean, considering, I mean, if I stayed until five o'clock, and we finish at, at three, that means that would be about maybe four hours and 50 minutes to get the entirety of that list of things done, which means planning, assessing, marking, not just bookmarking, but assessment marking, resources, stuff for tutor time, making sure that's there, making sure displays are put back the way they should be or um um, amending them, you amend scheme of works, find them where the schemes of work are for the next day, find out what you did, adding to, um, behavior points onto Sims that you didn't do. You might have a CPD session after school, which means you have even less time. Um, then you've got report writing. If you've got an intervention after school, that might take even more time. And no matter how you see it, it kind of time builds up it just kind of disappears into the ether because suddenly you still have um loads to do when you get home um but obviously myself once i go home because i generally tend to leave school round about half past four um which means i've spent another hour and a half at school trying to get things done that i can um and then obviously 25 minutes driving back home which is about the only time when I kind of can really just sit, relax and really not do anything, not have to think about school, even though majority of the time I do think about all the things that I've got to do and how I'm going to fit them in. But then when you get home, obviously, when I get home, then there is the life stuff to do. I mean, I have four children um, and it's kind of. I have to. There's, there's cleaning to do. You've got to start preparing the dinner. You've got to make sure that kind of pack ups are ready um, when you get home. And then you've got to uh, make sure that when you come in, if you have any spare time, you try to make sure that you do a little bit as you're going along of the things uh 
uh, like making sure checking to make sure that there is enough milk in the house and then you've got to go to the shops if that's actually happening and this generally always happens till about half past six when we have dinner um and after that we then um about quarter to quarter past seven when we finish i then come straight into my office and i generally then i'm working from about 7 15 7 30 until round about 10 o'clock in the evening um at which time unless of course um, at the minute of course we've got uh, mock exams coming up so or rather we've had mock exams um, or year 10 ones so generally i'm working a little bit later normally till about maybe 11 o'clock um, to try to get the um, uh, mock exams kind of marked so that they're out of the way um, but then no matter what you do there is always something that suffers um, because if you've got lots of marking, then your your kind of planning, your lesson planning kind of takes a dip because you are spending so much time trying to get the marking done that you have something has to give. Um, and that's why teacher time is really, really precious. Um, and it's kind of <laughs> it seems to me that um, no matter how much time I try to give myself there never seems to be enough to get through everything that I've got to do um my literacy um, responsibilities at the minute seem to have gone out the window um because there just doesn't seem to be any time um and on top of that I mean I've I, one of the things I didn't say of the other responsibility that I've got is I'm also um mentoring a uh, a student teacher um, who is uh, absolutely amazing and she's doing really, really well. Uh, but that takes time and it takes time to go through the lesson planning with her, to check the lessons that, that that student teacher is doing, to make sure that they're doing the right thing, to check their lessons and amend them and send them back so that they can send you them so that you can check them again. Um, and no matter what happens, that, that time kind of builds up. Um, and so whenever something and I don't know, this might be just me. It may be that there are other teachers that do this, <laughs> that when when you do have things like a, a cover lesson, because obviously um, you are always going to be have to do cover at some point that you become really. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They You become really annoyed that you're having to give up what little precious time that you have in order to kind of go and cover someone's lesson because they're ill. Um, but then obviously, even when you're ill, you are kind of uh, expected to send in your, your work so that the um, teachers that are covering you can actually teach. Uh, so even when you're ill, you are taking time out to actually um, kind of do all of the things that you've got to do to make sure that the lessons are covered to make sure that you've that there are they are good enough so that anyone can kind of follow them um which is quite hard with a specialist subject when they're all specialist domains um but everything that we do um seems to take that little bit more time um and it, it, it teaching kind of does encroach and i don't know whether this is the same kind of with with other industries um when we go out um, as uh, teachers, um, what we say, we always say this, um, which is really quite funny because it never happens. Uh, we we get to there at the front of the night. We say we're going out like we're going out, for instance, our one. We're going out in December for our Christmas uh, kind of English get together. Um, and we always say we're never going to talk about teaching uh, and end up always talking about teaching. 
And this is where, again, um, it kind of teaching encroaches onto the time that we have, even the personal time that we have. Um, and no matter what we do, it doesn't seem to kind of be reduced. Um, even with things like um, uh, citizenship, uh, PSHCE, um, where you actually have the resources for you, don't even have to make the resources. But you still have to find time to go through those PowerPoints to find out um, the things that you'll need to do, where the worksheets come into it, what sort of stuff you've got to do. So even though you're not actually creating those resources, you still have to go through them and amend them for the for the kids that you are going to be teaching them to. Um, and it's it's these kind of things that kind of run into time. Um, and I certainly get um, quite aggravated if I'm trying to do things and um, and then you get kind of someone talking to you and we're not really aggravated that's not the word I'm talking about I get I get annoyed because you start talking to this person because obviously you're all friends we're all friends at work and everyone is is really helpful and, and everyone helps each other out but then you, people talk to you and then you talk to them and you ask them questions and then something else happens and before you know it another 20 minutes have gone and that's 20 minutes that then you've got to make up somewhere else um, and you get home and you've got and sometimes you feel so overwhelmed with the amount of things that you've got to do when you get home that you kind of just stare at your to do list and think, where do I start? And this is the, the kind of the other big thing, I think, is is where do I start when you've got so many things to do as teachers? Um, so the other things, I mean, it's, it's like um um, the adding behavior points um, and achievement parks. Um, if you haven't been able to do that throughout the day, I mean, uh, with with me, for instance, um, I'm there are two sites, year 11 in one site and year um, 7, 8, 9 and 10 in another site. Um, so that there's less movement, but because unfortunately I have kind of two year 11 classes, it means that I'm backwards and forwards all the time. So then you have to try to find time in your own time, in your break time, in your lunch time, after school, to add any behavior points um, onto the system for people, um, for children that, that need a detention that haven't done their homework, um, any achievement points for those children that have done absolutely brilliantly during the lesson and you really want to reward them. But each time that takes time because then you've got to find the class and then you've got to highlight the children who you are going to either give behavior points to or you are going to give achievement marks to. And then you've got to record those achievement points or behavior points. And then after, and, that, and that takes time. And it might be like, for instance, adding behavior and, 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 and achievement points might be a really small thing. But these really tiny things add up. Um, I mean, for me, one of the the worst things um, which I'm going to talk to you about after the news is dead time. And that's the time and space in between meetings and in between um, before parents evenings or before CPD or before briefing. Those little bit of time that you've got where you can't go anywhere um, and you can't do anything because you only have such a short space of time that you have to kind of just sit there and kind of wait. Um, but as I said, we'll discuss that dead time after the news because it's one of the things um, that I think lots of us uh, would like to put an end to. So we'll go to the news and then we'll be back after that. In today's educational environment, students and teachers are juggling a mix of face-to-face, -face, online and blended learning courses. Canvas by Instructure 
helps teachers navigate these diverse learning experiences with a user-friendly virtual learning environment that offers flexible access to courses and a consistent learning experience, all while streamlining everyday teaching processes. The world's best schools and universities are using Canvas to create dynamic courses, collaborate seamlessly, and access actionable data that drives student success. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. We have previously reported on the issue of student accommodation, focusing on rising costs and declining quality of places to rent. Shortages of suitable housing have further added to problems for many. This week, the BBC featured reports of protests by some students at what they describe as appalling conditions and extortionate rents at a university-owned block of flats near the University of Northampton. According to the report, residents paid £153 a week for a single ensuite room, but there were complaints of a lack of running water. A university spokesman said it had no record of complaints. However, a spokesperson for the student group said the complaints were repeated year after year. The university further said that the rent issue had been resolved as students had paid an additional charge caused by an admin error. This has now been refunded. An apology has also been issued. Staying with higher education, BBC Newsnight reports on the rise of anti-Semitism at UK universities. The Union of Jewish Students said the spike was nothing like anything seen before. The report comes at a time when experts have also warned of rising reports of Islamophobic incidents. Groups who monitor hate crimes in the UK say the conflict is now being played out on university campuses nationwide. The government has provided £43 million to protect interfaith communities and said perpetrators of hate crime would face the full force of the law. The Guardian featured a report that schools in England are using Airbnb-style strategies to raise funds. The article says many are renting out every available space from classrooms to canteens. Renting out spaces for community use is not new, but there has been an increase in the innovative use of spaces. One primary school says it has rented out its light-filled white corridor for photo shoots, whilst another offers a stationary double-decker bus, used as a classroom, to those who might want to make quirky films. Dedicated online platforms are helping schools make the most of their spaces beyond the obvious playing fields and main halls, with the founder of the Sharesy website saying they have even helped schools rent out their car parks for puppy training lessons. The line between education and commercialism is becoming increasingly blurred, as school leaders attempt to close the funding gap especially after a government said it had miscalculated funding announced in July, slashing £370 million from the announced budget. Schools Week feature issues being faced by specialist settings in the North East, as the area, like many others, sees significant increases in the numbers of children and young people with additional needs. This is in addition to an already large backlog of those needing additional support. The piece by Chris Zaraga, Director of Schools North East, describes a system that, by the halfway point of the autumn term, is already at capacity. Specialist and alternative provisions are struggling to cope. While Zaraga accepts that this is a national problem, he points out that it is particularly bad in the North East, 
as in the 10-year period between 2012 and 2022, there was a 145.43% increase in the number of pupils with an EHCP being suspended from schools. He also argues that the solution cannot simply be more or larger specialist settings, but improve support for pupils within mainstream schools. Zaraga ends with a call for a strategic plan, more resources and expertise from across the sector to be listened to. In Northern Ireland schools, already dealing with action short of strike by teachers from five teaching unions due to issues over pay, could now face further disruption. The BBC reports that there will be strike action on the 16th of November by members of Unison, Unite, the GMB and NIPSA, who, between them, represent thousands of non-teaching staff. These include bus drivers, school catering staff, classroom assistants and cleaners. The strike action is over the failure to reform pay and cuts to the overall education budget. BBC News Northern Ireland has been told that the action will mean that many, if not all, schools will have to close. Finally, a primary school in Birmingham made the local news after it introduced a small farm which includes alpacas, goats and chickens. In spring, it also houses lambs needing to be hand-reared after being rejected by their mothers. St Michael's C of E Primary School is in one of Birmingham's most deprived wards. But the farm was introduced to help encourage children and the wider community to engage more broadly. Nearby residents have also created an allotment which is used by the school and the community. Children take part in looking after the plants and animals, although scooping up the poop remains a weekly task for the school's head teacher. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. Hello and welcome back to Teachers Talk Radio with Sean Mackay talking about teachers and time. Um, certainly listening to the news, I certainly don't think, thankfully, that any of my time is being wasted by picking up poop. Um, but certainly uh, it's one thing that we have to do if we want to help kids, especially when they're trying to make their own allotments. Um, the other thing that was really interesting in the news today, I think, um, you know, it's all right turning around and saying that we shouldn't have specialist provisions for schools, um, that we should kind of help kids in mainstream schools, but without the funding, how are we going to do that? Uh, so let's look again then at time. Now, I get three frees um, every single week and I get one additional time, one additional hour um, for the leadership time. Um, now, considering the amount of things that I have to do um, for my TLR responsibility, um, and if you weren't here for the list, um, it's things like creating resources. Um, so, for instance, the tutor time activities that we do, which is the register we respond. Each one of those uh, took me about an hour to do, and that's just kind of one register we respond. And there are 20 of them for year seven, 20 of them for year eight and nine and 10 and 11. So that took me quite a while. Uh, we also have word of the week and word of the weeks generally take me about 20 minutes to make though and we have one of those for year seven eight nine ten and eleven as well um checking that staff are doing the things that they're supposed to be doing tends to take up some of the time during my day i can't normally get to that um the ndr reading test that we do thankfully um, um i people do that for me and just send me the results um the displays for literacy i've put up myself and that's taken me a while to do um, especially when they're going around different parts of the school um ordering books for class readers um takes a while because obviously you have to fill out forms and send them to the right person and then kind of 
then get them back again and then wait for the order. Then once you get the order, you've got to distribute the books to all of the people um, running CPD sessions. So obviously that means planning those CPD sessions, um, making sure that it goes smoothly, making sure you've got the resources for it. Um, so every we've got line manager meetings where you have to go and talk through the things that you are supposedly doing for uh, for me for literacy, um, going through the library, because obviously the library is one of my things that I'm trying to make better being the um, literacy coordinator, um, monitoring any of the initiatives that I've started, make sure that staff are doing them, make sure they understand why they're doing them, helping any staff that need um, help with those additional responsibilities, those initiatives that they've got to make, and all of that in an hour. Um, a week, one hour a week. So obviously the things that I have to do all again come back into my my kind of main time at home, um, which is why I spend so much time, it seems, inside of my office. And I'm, I'm, I'm presuming that that's not just me. Um, I think one of the things uh, also today, which uh, I watched on, on Twitter, on X, I think I keep remember forgetting that it's changed its name, uh, but formerly X, formerly known as Twitter, um, was something from um, uh, Teacher Tap, uh, and I watched. Um, I think uh, Professor Becky Allen, I think it was, talking about time and how teachers are often um, um, comment on the kind of questionnaires that they send out that they often spend hours in front of the TV. Um, marking books and marking things, um, and and it's 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 and that's true. I mean, I I thankfully I I don't watch an awful lot of TV, but it is definitely um, I definitely have one of those times when I am sitting and I'm upstairs and I'm in bed and I've got marking because there is so much marking, or I've got to make sure that this planning for the next day is done, or I've got to make sure um, that. Um, I've done the do now task ready for the morning so I can photocopy it as soon as I get in or perhaps I know that the books are coming through and I've got to check where all of the um, staff members are that I need to go and distribute these books to so I can place them on to uh, their tables for when they get there so that they've got them uh, ready for that tutor time. Um, and so I'm always constantly um, using up time that I should be spending at home and relaxing and talking to my wife and um, doing things with my kids. Um, it's stuff, it's time taken away from um, any hobbies I've got. I mean, I'm an avid photographer um, and I think most of my photography equipment during term time is just literally sat in the far corner of my office. It never gets used because time is simply not there during term time. Um, and as I said, I, if anyone's got any um, other things that they want to talk about in terms of their time, you know, text in um, or uh, drop me a line. But this is my experience. This is my lived experience. And I'm not saying um, in any way that uh, people above me, any senior leaders have any more time or less time. Um, their day is obviously just has time in different places. Their time is taken up in different things. Um, but it's it's the pointlessness sometimes um, of some of the things that we have to do um, uh, during COVID. Um, obviously, we couldn't meet. Um, so therefore, we used to have daily briefings as an email. So all we get is an email telling us all of the things that we would normally have at briefing. And that was fine because then I had a lot more time on a Monday to 
plan my lessons during the day. I didn't need to get everything done by eight o'clock. I had until 20 past eight. So that's an extra 20 minutes. And you wouldn't believe how much you can get done in 20 minutes. Um, but now, obviously, we're back to meeting um, in full. I, I'm sure that senior leadership think that that's really a kind of it's a good thing because everyone gets to meet together and you can ad hoc things and you can add things to it that you need to. And you can see, you know, you make sure everyone's listening to the things that you're putting down. Uh, but for me personally, having that that um, piece of paper that I could just have was, was much easier because then I could focus on what I had to do. Excuse me. And this is the thing. Sometimes it seems that some of the things that some of the things that we do um, that we have to do is is quite pointless um, and it takes up far too much time. Um, sometimes uh, when phoning parents, um, an essential part of the job, an absolutely essential part of the job. But it's 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 something that lots of teachers perhaps find um, hard to do because parents are want to talk about their children they they want to interact with you and that and you do want you want to interact with them um but there are you know some parents when you're on the phone to them and they're still on the phone um after about 30 minutes and there's just those getting away and you can see time ebbing away um and sometimes, as I said, I, I love those conversations with parents. I think they're absolutely amazing. But there are just times when you just need to carry on. All you wanted was a five-minute conversation and then move on. Um, interventions aren't simply interventions after school. You have to plan all of this stuff. You have to make sure that they're there and then you've got to hand in the register at the end to whoever's um, in charge of those interventions. So you've got to make sure that children are actually writing that stuff on there. Photocopying takes an age because they haven't invented a photocopy of that yet that takes less than about 17 minutes to do stuff. Um, it just seems that no matter what you do, it is never ending. That time just seems to drag and drag and drag. And I think that's one of the things that all teachers kind of have. Uh, one of the things I talked about before the news was dead time. And this is this is um, kind of a, a bitter thing for most teachers. Um Every single teacher has had those times when you are sitting there and your your classes are ended. Everyone's gone out. You have CPD that starts at 3.15. Um, and so you have 15 minutes. What do you do in those 15 minutes? You can't go home. Um, you can't. Um, you can start planning lessons. Uh, but if you start planning lessons, then generally you have to finish um, after 10 minutes because then you've got to get ready to go down and, and sit in the hall or wherever it is that you have the CPD. Um, and you can't actually um, do anything because then once you go back to your planning, you've got to try to think about all of the things that you started planning beforehand. And then you have to start absolutely kind of trying to remember what you'd started to plan in the first place. Um, let's have a look. So we've got a couple of texts coming in. So Maxine says, everything is squeezed. If we had better funding, teachers, uh, more non-teaching time in the day, there would be less evening pressure. I absolutely agree with that. Um, I think we are definitely, um, uh, we have a government, I think, which is uh, not... Um, it doesn't want to fund education properly. Um, and it's one of those, if we, if, if, I don't know whether having um, one or two extra frees would do it. I think if they were going to fund it, um, we would have to fund it so that we um, 
gave staff absolutely enough time. I mean, I, I don't know how much time that would be. Um, maybe have a five or six frees, so six hours a week. Uh, for me, even having an hour a day, I mean, I, I have three hours a week, uh, which means that two of those days I have absolutely no frees at all. Um, and that means that the only time that I have available to me is before and those tiny little times between um, a break and at, at lunchtime. And lunchtime seems to be shortening all the time as it is. Um, and obviously, when I say break, um, I don't know about other schools, but we have two break duties, uh, which means for two of our breaks, um, we are standing around. Um, and as, But as I said earlier in the show, it seems that with break duties, you could take out the whole of your marking and planning and get it all finished because break time duties seems to drag more than anything. Uh, so uh, for the last part of the show, we'll come back in a couple of minutes um, after this. Are you looking for lesson planning materials to kickstart the new term? We've got you covered. The Day is a global online resource that turns the news into lessons. We're offering listeners a free resource on Andrew Tate that you can find on thedaynews.co forward slash Tate. Inspire personal development and critical thinking for your students by downloading the Tate Debate today and feel more confident addressing sensitive topics with your class. Visit thedaynews.co forward slash Tate to find out more. This show is brought to you in partnership with John Cat Educational, publishing professional development books and resources to support great teaching and learning in schools around the world. Have you checked out their latest releases? Use the code JCTTR2324 for 20% off your order. Don't miss out. Visit johncatbookshop.com to explore their full range of titles and advance your own professional development today. Happy reading. In today's educational environment, students and teachers are juggling a mix of face-to-face, -face, online and blended learning courses. Canvas by Instructure helps teachers navigate these diverse learning experiences with a user-friendly virtual learning environment that offers flexible access to courses and a consistent learning experience, all while streamlining everyday teaching processes. The world's best schools and universities are using Canvas to create dynamic courses, collaborate seamlessly, and access actionable data that drives student success. And welcome back for the last part of um, the Late Late Show with me, Sean Mackay, and you're listening uh, about teacher time. Um, so, uh, obviously, one of the things um, that we've just talked about, one of the things that Maxine has brought up is funding. Um, and yes, if we had better funding, then yes, things would possibly be better um, because teachers do need more time. Um, and certainly the workload and the mental health issues that lots of teachers are having, one of the retention um, issues that we're having is the fact that we are not getting um, enough time to do it that doesn't encroach into time um, which we should have at home. Um, now, is there anything we can do about some of these things that are uh, taking up those little tiny bits of time. Um, now, obviously, I think there are. Um, it's not going to help entirely. It's not going to cure everything. Um, and as I, as Maxine said, the, the biggest thing that we need is funding. We need lots more money uh, given to schools 
um, so that they can turn around and actually um, give teachers that time to do the stuff that they've got to do. Um, but there are there are things that we can do in teachers, I think, that that are absolutely um, a must. Um, and that's the first thing for me is, is organised, being organised. Um, now, obviously, it, it's not going to cure everything. Um, we are still going to have lots of things to do and we are still going to have not enough time to do it. Uh, but one of the things that I do is in my diary, it's uh, split up um, into four segments. Well, five if you count the top of it. Um, and essentially the first part that I've got, it says must do. And these are, uh, there's only ever one or two things actually in that, because these are the things that uh, no matter what happens, they have to be done that day. Um, and it, it, it helps me to prioritise the things where I'm going to spend most of my time. Um, the second part on the next to it is the things that need to do. And my need to do list are things that are a, a huge priority, uh, but they don't have to be done that day. It's kind of they definitely need to get done. Um, then I have my should do's. Uh, which is my next box. Uh, those are the things that if I get all of the other stuff done, um, then these are the things that should be done next. These are the things that um, I would like to get done. Generally, they tend to be things like displays uh, or things um, such as um, making uh, uh, changing words of the week, for instance, to new words of the week or um, do adding things to the register response stuff to do with literacy. And then uh, the last box is could do. Um, and those are the things that are not important, but, you know, I'd, I'd like to be able to do it. So creating uh, better displays for the for the uh, English department, for instance, um, to make the English department look better. Um, and as you might guess, uh, so far this year, I've never got to the should do or could do because there are so many things on the must do and the need to do. Um, but being organised, I think, is absolutely um, one of the things that you can definitely do for yourself um, to make sure that you are prioritising the things um, that are the most important. Um, the second thing is mindset, I think. Um, one of the things I've trained myself to do, and it's been incredibly hard doing it, because as a teacher, I think we are so passionate about the job that we do that we can't stop thinking about the things that we haven't done, the things that we've got to do at school, the kids that, that might need help once when we get back to school the next day, um, is turning off. So once you have done those must do tasks and you've done as many as the need to do tasks as you can, just stopping, just switching off and saying, no, this is it now. I need I need to stop because you have to give yourself some time to wind down. You have to give yourself some of that lifetime back. Um, and I'm a good one saying that because obviously I've, I've, I'm trying to do that now and it's taking a lot of willpower um, to just say, no, it, it's got to this time, I've got to stop. Um, but it, it is beginning to help, to be fair. I am beginning to, I've got my must-do tasks, I've got my need-to-do tasks, or most of them done. Um, and most of them, my must-do tasks at the moment are marking PPEs. Um, but I set myself uh, a time limit as well. So I'm going to stop at, at X time and I'm, I'm not going to do anything past this time, even if I've got loads of stuff to do. Now, obviously, with mock exams and uh, trying to get through all the 
excuse me, marking, that's I've pushed that time back a little bit at the minute. So instead of finishing at 10 o'clock, which is still far too late, believe me, it's still far too late. But for me, um, I, I've pushed that back to half past 10. So I've got an extra half an hour just to kind of get a few more scripts done. Um, but then I stop and I, because I have to. Um, and it's kind of, you've got to give your family the same priority and you've got to give your mind and your mental health the same priority that you give to teaching um you've got to be passionate about that too because we all love the job that we're at we all want to do the best job that we can we all know that that kind of no government official especially at the, at the moment is going to take um teachers seriously and think that we're actually doing a good job but tell yourself you are it's kind of like You've got to make sure that you give yourself that time to wind down. Um, uh, and the other things, just cut out the stuff that you don't need to do. Um, so, for instance, with my bookmarking, um, I used to go and tick every single page um, just to tick and flick. Um, but now I, I, I don't. If they've written an extended piece of paragraph, I will mark that. Um, if they've made an obvious mistake, I'll mark that. But everything else goes out the window. I'm not touching anything that I don't need to give feedback on or that I don't think is going to help them in any way. Um, in terms of displays, um, I've kind of I've tried to think about how I can do quick ones that are going to help uh, my students. And I've put them up and I've left them um, because I need to make sure that they are done but i'm not going to spend too much time on them and i'm not i'm only going to do the stuff that actually is going to help teaching i'm not going to do displays for display sake i'm just going to make sure that they are up there to help the students so i can refer to them um and just just making sure that you are able to cut down on just look at the things that you've got to do and think do i need to do this can i um halve that can i reduce that by some way um system is emails now if anything um comes that isn't directly for me i delete it um if i miss something it's never anything important um but it's certainly um and sometimes i do miss things because and they said did you get this and it's like no but it's not important if it's not specifically aimed at me and a student specifically i teach i just delete it anything that isn't that doesn't specifically reference me, I just get rid of it. Because if it's important enough, they will email me back specifically and then I will talk to them. And that's, for me, what you've got to do. Um, so we're coming to the end of the show. Um, so just to summarise uh, what we've been talking about today, teacher time is a precious commodity. We have, as teachers, so much um, that we have to do, that you have to make sure um, that you are prioritising yourself as well as teaching. Um, there isn't enough time to do everything. We do need more funding from the government. Um, we do need um, to look at the mental health issues that surround time and the, the little time that we have. Um, some of the small things that you've got to do, which I've talked about, is making sure that you're organised, um, getting rid of stuff that you don't have to do and giving yourself a stop point. Um, 
a stop point where you are never going to go beyond. And hopefully with that, you'll be able to reduce it, even if it's just for a little bit. But spend time with your family. Spend time on you. Okay, teaching is all well and good. But until they give us the amount of money that we need in order to reduce that workload, you're going to have to do that yourself. And hopefully, fingers crossed, with a little bit of organisation, a little bit of self-preservation, you'll be able to get there. So thank you ever so much uh, for joining me today. I hope that you all have a pleasant weekend. I'm certainly going to go and have some time with my family now, and I hope you have some too. And I will see you in two weeks. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.